to Ernest Goes to Podcast, the podcast that exists to laud the legend and unravel the sweater that is beloved American icon Ernest P. Worrell, as portrayed by national treasure and not-so-secret hottie Jim Barney. This is episode four, Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain. I'm your host, Aaron, and this is my lovely co-host, David. This is a thing? <laughs> Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain? <laughs> Were you su- surprised? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yes, renowned daredevil Ernest P. Worrell straps on his mouse ears and goes to Splash Mountain, listeners. I have many questions about what exactly this is. And in this episode, we will ask those questions, Dave. Erin, I'm a little bit concerned, though. I'm concerned that Wait, some of these questions don't have answers. <laughs> I'm concerned that I'm just going to be talking out into the ether and receiving nothing in return, like some sort of great cosmic celestial joke. Sometimes that's life, Dave. And I know. Ernest Goes to Podcast is about life. That's true. And the mysteries of that's life true. and this is the a... answers and the unanswered questions. That's right. With Ernest, there will always be some unanswered questions. Dave. Unfortunately, yes. Yes. Yeah, so this is the episode in which we take a look at um, what I believe is a promotional video for Splash Mountain. Who better, <laughs> Dave? To introduce park attendees to a new ride based on a 43-year-old movie. Oh, yeah. Then Ernest P. Worrell. I'm assuming that's a rhetorical question because the answer is no one. (laughs) There's no one. He swaggers into the park like, I was born for this. You know what? It makes perfect sense. Maybe Disney was just like, who in our stock of characters. Our pantheon, our rogues gallery. (laughs) Do we have that is a a real person that we can get to go to the theme park? An actor, sure. A live action character Mm -hmm. that we can get to go to this park and ride this attraction. Right. And who's shown to have great physical stamina. And is basically uh, unbreakable. (laughs) Yeah. Who do we have that's unkillable? Yeah. (laughs) Ernest B. Worrell. We are just minutes away from a feat some have compared with Alan Shepard's first ride into space or Neil Armstrong's walk on the moon. We're about to see daredevil consultant and world-renowned ride tester Ernest P. Worrell take the maiden voyage on Disneyland's newest attraction, Splash Mountain. Well, I mean, to be fair, the only person I saw in this entire video was Ernest P. Worrell, because that <laughs> is what right. every single every single news reporter is like, oh, Mr. Worrell, Mr. Worrell. Well, it's kind of like everyone's calling him sir. It is kind of like that. There, uh, yeah. Or knucklehead, like that one well, jerky okay. uh, reporter. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes, we are. Um, what can you tell me about Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain, Aaron? Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for tuning in, everybody. This has been Ernest Goes to Podcast, Episode 4. Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain. For some reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, no, it's like we said, Dave. Ernest is a daredevil. Sure. So this would have been before Ernest Goes to Jail. Around the time of the... Before he went to jail. Before he was arrested. Right. Ernest was America's first Splashtronaut. I mean, in the pantheon of Splashtronauts we've had since then... I, I, mean, I was a Splashtronaut. He, uh, sure. I mean, I think... I'm sure you were as well. Uh, it's like everyone has been to space since Neil Armstrong, but he had to be like the first one on the moon. Oh, most certainly. So, Ernest was the first one on Splash Mountain. 
Right, apart, ride the apart from bags of sand and, <laughs> and uh, empty logs. Empty logs, yeah. <laughs> so this is a 22-minute TV special where people are reporting from Splash Mountain News Central. This is apparently a thing. Because there's a station dedicated to news about Splash Mountain waiting for Ernest to arrive at the park after he finishes his daredevil training at Vern's daredevil facility. All of what you just said happened yes, in this video. I'm not, I didn't make any of that up. We learn about the ride. The man and the meaning of courage as Ernest goes to Splash Mountain. Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain is a special television report. The person guiding us through the narrative is Disney anchorman Ralph Story. The the veteran anchor. (laughs) Where did they find this guy? Yeah. Well, this is weird, Dave. This is this is a bizarre hybrid of Disney Ernest and Ad Ernest. We've got Ernest as a Disney character, but he's also clearly in the ad world with Vern. Sure. Well, I mean, he's at the Daredevil training facility. As in Vern's house. Which is literally just Vern's house. <laughs> well, you said something to me while we were watching this, which was like, all the reporters are kind of like giving like spiels about like, oh yeah, Ernest, is, he's on his way. He's training with his best friend, the famous Vern, blah, yeah, blah, he's blah. A, and he's a Daredevil consultant. They yes. call him a Daredevil consultant and a world-renowned ride tester. Yeah. The word here is that this man has gone into training at the Daredevil facility that's owned and operated by his best friend, Vern. Which I think is just stuff that Ernest told them. That's what you told me. And I was like, yep, that lines up. And they probably asked him, was like, hey, you know, we have a training facility here at Disneyland. It's very safe and very sophisticated. And he was like, oh, no, Vern's got a daredevil training facility. And they were like, oh, okay. And they were like, sure. You've done this before, clearly. And then he went to Vern's house and tied a tires. And tied a tire swing up in Vern's tree. Yeah. And that became the, the centrifugal force machine. That's as tight as Italian hemp has been since the senseless and brutal hanging of Cole Younger's horse. Vern, this is the ultimate test. If I can take this, I can take anything Splash Mountain can dish out. This special is such a bizarre. I don't even. Yeah, we're just we just spend twenty two minutes counting down to Ernest's assault on the mountain. Well, it's more like it's more like fifteen minutes because he spends a little chunk of the time actually going through the ride. Yeah, we come back to experiencing the magic of all of your favorite Song of the South characters. Oh, yeah, the, from all the mid forties favorites. Yeah, yeah. So we're just cutting back and forth between Ernest at the Daredevil training facility, aka Vern's kitchen, and <laughs> Disneyland anchor people telling us about Splash Mountain and talking to the Imagineers and telling us how many gallons of water run through the mountain. You know, it's funny, like when when we were watching this, my initial reaction was, oh, this must be like the thing that you watch while you're in line waiting for the ride. Like there's that video with like Bill Nye at the Back to the Future ride or whatever. R.I.P. Back to the Future ride. I don't think that's what this is. I don't think so either because I have like a very, very vague memory of like a wonderful world of Disney. I don't yes. know. If, I don't know if it was like a special or something, but I remember them doing something like this, but for the Body Wars ride from Epcot. It was just like a mom and two kids, and like they step on oh, a platform boring. and they get like miniaturized, and then they go into ah, the, the ride so or whatever. I often, anytime I see like one of those in line waiting videos mm-hmm. on YouTube, it's usually terrible quality and like taped on the ride. So I yeah. didn't think that's what this was. Sure, it seemed to have been taped off television. It, yeah, it did. Thank you, YouTube, by yes. the way. And thank God for YouTube, Dave. Otherwise, we'd have no idea that this existed and, and we'd have no way to watch that it. that would be. <laughs> I actually found this delightful. No, there, there's some really good earnest material in this. You know, I think a lot of times... I think times, you were turned off by Skip Binkman. Uh, Skip Binkman... <laughs> 
is the earnest of this film. Sort of, but without the charm. Sure, or the talent, or screen time. Oh, Skip. Skip, I don't know who wrote this, but it's just like all these characters are very, like... You know, we talk by characters. We mean three, three anchors, three reporters. Like Don Chronometer, or whatever his name was. Uh, it was Cameron Cronemeyer. That was it. Yeah, <laughs> that is not a real name. No one's name is Cronemeyer. Cameron Cronemeyer. It's like, oh yes, of the Beverly Hills Cronemeyers. And then hyphenated name having. Yeah, what was her name? Marjorie Hastings Hardwick, uh, also a Splash Mountain correspondent. Oh, sure. I'm glad, you know, I'm glad all the Splash Mountain correspondents that they have on uh, payroll were able to make it to this event. I think there was a huge layoff period after <laughs> Ernest oh, goes no. to Splash they Mountain. They were seasonal. Only Splash oh, Mountain correspondent is like a seasonal job. Oh, sure, sure. And of course, Skip Binkman, the, the Ernest of the, the trio. And we've got Ralph Story on the ground in, in Ralph the studio. Story is phoning it in literally every time they cut to commercial ralph story picks up the bat phone next to him on the desk there's no one there <laughs> he ralph. gets fired in every <laughs> and he goes what and he puts <laughs> it back down <laughs> ralph story what's his story god bless him wherever and whoever he is actually he's ralph story we know so skip bigman as i'm saying is kind of like the earnest of this because Ernest in Ernest goes to splash mountain mm-hmm. the classic the universe yes you know he's he's coming into disney world and he's being celebrated as a kind hero. of a hero yeah he's got like people carrying like hoisting him on their shoulders like it's some sort of bar mitzvah they've all got signs that say we love you know what i mean yeah, Ernest is number one like, we love you Ernest. like how many times does Ernest like save the day or like come out on top and like you know one or two people are like oh yeah i'm so proud of you Ernest. because those are movies dave and right, this, but is this is real, real life this is real <laughs> this is a real news story that splash mountain news central reported on in 1989 because see now i might explode mines all over the country and perhaps outside the country is this i know we one have of a our couple patented of uk earth shattering revelations earth shattering revelation Tim- ad Ernest plays film Ernest. What? <laughs> yes, Ad Ernest is the actor that is in the Ernest movies playing himself in various scenarios. So it's like a fictionalized scenarios. account of his life? No, like Ad Ernest is a real guy and became famous in these commercials just by being his goofy self. And Disney was like, hey, we should put you in the picture business. And he's like, cool. And he just waltzes in on the set and Ernest's it up. And like, yes, Ernest is like an actor in movies. Interesting. He's being, because they treat him as if he's a celebrity. Oh, uh, Like he's a film star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of, I think, the universe we're in now. That's so bizarre. It's very confusing. This is hurting my head. Yeah. (laughs) Because then, does Jim Varney exist in this universe? The answer is no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, this is like in the inception of Ernest universes. We've get, this is your baseline, Ernest. Right. So Ernest and from the ads. And everything above this is the other level. Ernest from the ads is a real person. Mm-hmm. They hired him for various films to like, play himself. To play a yes, it's like how like but, in being John Malkovich, like John Malkovich plays a different version of John Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Yes. So this is that makes sense. This is Ad Ernest being celebrated as a hero because people know him from, from the movies. films where he plays himself. <laughs> yes, that I has to be so. it, right? Yeah, I guess so. And the commercials, I guess. Sure, sure. And I love it. They've got signs with his face on it. They've got all those those masks from the Ernest fan club. They do. They've got them on sticks and are bouncing around. I mean, we're getting way ahead of ourselves because we haven't even gone to any of we haven't gone through Vern's whole training facility. Sure. Vern's training facility is just um, a bunch of ad gags repeated. It's very clearly Disney like, okay, you got the earnest part of this, right? And they're like, yeah, no problem. And they just shot a bunch of ad gags centered around Ernest going to Splash 
Mountain. So you got I never Ernest. Get tired of him. <laughs> no. I like uh, him doing the the. Uh, he's building he's pull-ups. Chi- he's on doing the, chin-ups yeah. and uh, pulls he's like he's doing chin-ups on the bar. Right, and like pulls his legs up behind him. <laughs> he's and got fake shoes that go on top. Those of are it. those are the fake legs. Yeah, Vern's yeah. leg real. These legs not real. His homemade centrifugal force machine is just a tire swing that he spins around. You see, Vern, you will play the part of mean old Mister Centrifugal Force. Your job is to spin me around and simulate what we call the G-Whiz forces. Comprendo? I laughed at that. (laughs) I thought that was really funny. You know what I thought was interesting, Dave, is that the way Ernest describes himself as an adult is to say that he's a a full-grown sleep-away-from-home. Without a note. Without a note. Yeah. (laughs) Grown-up. He's very self-aware of being a grown-up in this, which is telling. It's weird to see him call himself a grown-up. Oh, yeah. It reminds me of, like, in Christmas where he's talking to Chuck and Bobby and keeps calling himself Ernest in, like, a very offhand way. It's like, oh. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess you you are. You know what's going on. All right. Yeah. (laughs) You you had us fooled for all of the times. Yeah, I'm sure he knew that. So is, wait, so does, tell me, does Edna exist in this universe? Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, I know. No, it is Inception. Yes. It is. We are two layers down now. We're at the baseline. Jimception. Nah, I don't like that one. Vernception. Vernception is not bad. <laughs> it's nice because because I associate Disney with the Ernest movies, mm-hmm. I don't tend to associate Vern with the Disney movies. Correct. I Even though he that. is in one of the Disney movies. Correct. I still don't tend to associate him with the he's, Disney he's world. He's an ad world thing. But now the worlds have collided. Right. Because he's talking to Vern the entire time about how he's going to Disneyland. Right. And then he's And Vern is also apparently famous, I'm assuming also from the ads. By virtue of the fact that he is associated with Ernest. Sure. From the ads, yes, that's what I'm assuming. Oh, okay, now I have a question. Okay. So in the films <laughs> is a character named Ernest P. Worrell. Yes. Is that played by ad Ernest, renowned actor Ernest P. Worrell? No. <laughs> no, because he calls himself Ernest P. Worrell in this. Does he? I never yes. heard him say his own name in this. Yeah. Okay, I trust you. Everyone else calls him Mr. Face. Worrell, but that's because they're taking Ernest seriously, like he's a human. And he, they don't understand that he's a cartoon. So to take him seriously as, as a human, I they think, mispronounce his name? I think they are. I think what they're doing is treating Ernest with respect and assuming that his name can't possibly be pronounced Worrell. Oh. <laughs> because. <laughs> Ernest, no. Because Worrell. <laughs> <laughs> so awkward, and they're like, "Well, it must be Worrell. He's a movie star." Yeah, Vern. It's a matter of family pride because I come from a long line of death-defying roller coaster riding flume zoomers. Know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know what he's talking about. I I feel like if you suggested Ernest do anything, he'd be like, "Oh yeah, my family has a history of that, and is the best." Sure, at it. and then he just pulls out like the mom portrait, <laughs> and she has like a helmet pasted on or something. Sure, I think we'll find out once we get to the family album that Ernest has a vast amount of relatives that have done everything. Mm. So he could probably trace his lineage back in any direction to someone that was top of their game. Oh sure, or thought they were the top of their game. Right, at something. Incredible. Someone like Ernest. Someone like Ernest, but in that field. Got it. So not nuclear physics. Nuclear Some, physics. Right, sorry, nuclear. The T <laughs> is silent. With G whiz forces. <laughs> so I love his malapropisms. Uh, yes, I do. I also enjoy his malapropisms. <laughs> and then we go back to Disneyland, where they are presumably waiting for him to arrive from Nashville right. to ride Splash Mountain. So Ralph Story is like, he's basically just stalling <laughs> until Ernest gets there. And it's like, okay, and well, now we go back to Skip Binkman, and then we see Skip Binkman, who's just like, does some stupid, who fails in a very <laughs> who are bland these way. Splash Mountain correspondent Skip Binkman. 
talking about. You need to stop saying Skip Pinkman. I can't take it. How many? Stop saying Skip Pinkman. Talking about how many gallons of water are running through Splash Mountain. And then he drops his clipboard in the water, right? It's, it's so. He is a cartoon, like but he's not. He doesn't have version. the timing. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like it's like a sad earnest. It's like he tried. <laughs> there was an attempt. There was an attempt. Uh, well. It uh, can never be said that Skip Binkman's reports are dull. He always manages to keep us informed and entertained with his unique style of reporting. And then come back to Ralph's story, who's like, Skip Binkman is always a disappointment. Anyway, back to you. That's exactly the tone. That's ex- that you just you just recited the subtext of that entire scene. Ralph Story picks up the phone and is like, "Can we get anyone else? Literally anyone else?" You know what's interesting in talking about how Skip. Skip- <laughs> I can't do this. Skip Pinkman. And I can't say his name with a straight face. It. it- Mr. Binkman. <laughs> no, that's it. I can do Skip. I can't do Binkman. Sir Skip? Okay. In talking about how... <clears throat> in talking about how SB is is like Ernest... Uh, sort of? Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is... Is on the social standing level that Ernest usually is, I would say, in this. He also kind of plays a role that's like Ernest. It makes me kind of feel like... Disney had this stable of actors that they used for promos like this. Yeah, yeah, I and got that like, feeling too. Oh, like, we Skip, need like that yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, Skip Bigman. Uh, regular, bring him back regular for uh, Splash Mountain. Bruce Chronometer or whatever his name is. <laughs> Cameron Cronemeyer. That's the one. <laughs> uh, I feel like they have all these guys. And when we talked in the camp episode about like Disney people finding Ernest at mm-hmm. like the Indy 500 or whatever, I almost feel like they were thinking about this stable of actors and they were like, oh, this is a guy who oh, can do that kind of humor, but he actually like pulls He's it funny. off. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, Skip Binkman, you've just been replaced. Oh no. No, Skip Binkman needs this job, Dave. He's got he's got all those little skips to feed. <laughs> <laughs> they all have mustaches. Skip Binkman, if you're listening to this, I am so sorry. Yeah. He's not bad. He's not bad. He's just not Ernest. The thing is that Skip Binkman He's like isn't... if Ernest had a baby with the Micro Machine man. Yeah. Well, like He's not Ernest, but you can't expect anyone to be. Exactly. It's Ernest overshadows everyone else in this program. Like, I almost feel like at that Indy 500 race, like, Michael Eisner picked up a phone. That's exactly what happened. He picked up the Ralph Story red phone and was like, we found him. We found someone who can pull off the nonsense that you guys have been writing for 12 years. Again, it's like the same thing as the Indy 500, that there's a bunch of Disney characters there and Ernest overshadows them all. Oh, yeah. Because he's a live-action cartoon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So... Come back to Ernest at Daredevil Training Facility, a.k.a. Vern's house. Still Vern's house. He has drawn a little diagram of Splash Mountain on a chalkboard. Right. With a little stick figure with a baseball cap that I assume represents himself. Again, when he puts on the hat, he is Ernest. He's Ernest. Ernest. And he takes off the hat, you're like, who's that? Who's that person? (laughs) It's like uh, (laughs) object permanence. Yes, it is. Oh, man. Ernest taking off the hat kind of... Anyway. um, Relax. (laughs) No. Oh. Wait, what do you... And yes... (laughs) <laughs> Go on. Okay, Vern. Now, as we both know, water runs down your hill and not up. This is a gag that um, we haven't really talked about, but mm. he does this often. It's the nails on the chalkboard gag, where he's illustrating something on the chalkboard, he drops the chalk, and then he goes, oh, I'll just use this pen, and it makes a terrible sound. Yeah, I've never seen that before. I know him doing the nails on the chalkboard from, like, Scared Stupid. I feel like in the thousands of ads that exist, it mm. must have happened. Oh, sure. 
but I only remember it from it's at the end of Ernest Rides Again, actually, which we'll I'm get. I'm surprised to. it's not in like Ernest Goes to School or whatever. It's actually used to promote Ernest Goes to School, which is brilliant. So then the gag is that Ernest goes. That was awful, wasn't it, Vern? Kind of reminds you of this, don't it? And then uses his nails to right. drag across the chalkboard because yeah. I don't know why. Because he keeps looking, he looks back at Vern to make sure that Vern's not enjoying it. Uh, yeah, I think he's just trying to press buttons as always. And yes, yeah, he's trying to get under Vern's skin. Sure. I always enjoy that gag because I actually happen to like the sound of nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, that's weird. We differ on that point, but I, I understand. Trying to sort of soothe. It's really weird. Interesting. It's like white noise kind of? Yes, like interesting, that. Much like that, yes. And the other gag that we do, which we did speak on, was Ernest in the pool. Oh, yes. Pulled along by Edna, but instead of Edna, it's Shorty and a bunch of neighborhood dogs that Ernest has either kidnapped or borrowed legitimately. Come on, which do you think it is? Think about it. (laughs) I mean, kidnapping is essentially borrowing illegitimately, so. Kidnapped. Sure, kidnapped, okay. (laughs) My highly trained and disciplined lead dog, Shorty, will listen to my even slightest book. And that's all well and good, but the best part of the pool gag is not. Ernest being pulled away, although that's great. The best part is afterwards, they always like shove a pull toy into the frame. Yeah, that, that's the same it's kind of, it's, really it feels well like, timed. yeah, it's like Vern timing. He gets pulled off screen and then it just like, a little dolphin floats in. Which I had when I was a kid. We went to the same tacky objects shop that uh, Ernest and Vern went to. It happens every time and it always makes me very happy. Classic Ernest. And then we go back to Splash Mountain, and this is actually your favorite character, Dave, the guy who is not a character, and it's just the Imagineer that's the producer. Oh, yeah, Bruce or whatever, right? Bruce Gordon. Yes. Though the joke is that Marjorie Hastings Hardwick is not letting him speak. (laughs) So she'll ask him a question, and then he'll be like, Well, actually, I And then she'll pull the microphone away and just answer it. Yeah. He's your favorite. He is. Well, because, you know, I'm assuming he's the actual Imagineer. Seems like it. And a lot lot of times when you pull actual people, like, they're not necessarily actors, they don't necessarily have timing. This guy's got timing, and he's got a little, like, he sells the joke well, and I appreciate that. He sells it better than some of the other reporters. (laughs) You know what it is? It's like, these people these people are cartoons again yeah pe- other uh, cartoons to serve yes. as a counterpoint well, there's a thing, yes they are cartoons but they're not like Ernest. no they're because cartoons, you can be cartoony they're cartoons like mr tipton they're superficial yes that's the thing when we say cartoony we tend to mean exaggerated yeah but you can be exaggerated and have depth or you can be exaggerated and have nothing actually under the surface. So Correct. I think that's what you're seeing and you're responding to. Right. And I mean, uh, yeah, Larry Cronometer, whatever his name is. <laughs> Cameron Cronemeyer. <laughs> he's the most realistic guy. He is. He's, 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 he's selling the crap out of things. I, I don't mind him. But the rest of them are just like, oh, guys, come <laughs> well, on. Well, I actually believe Skip Bigman is a failure. A legitimate failure. <laughs> oh, <Skip. laughs> oh, that name. He's like, oh. He's not... You he's know, not bad at failing. Skip Binkman is a name that's not unlike Worrell or Whirl, yeah, rather. Yeah, it's just like wah, wah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the it's the, it's the human version of Womp Womp. <laughs> oh, Skip. But this is where you find out that there are 105 animatronics in Splash Mountain, which was actually impressive to me, Dave. Yeah, I but then we never s- known because I didn't count them when I went in. But then we saw footage of them, and they're just like. Doing you, two they, poses. The listeners cannot see you. Oh, but I'm describing it. They're just like doing two poses and kind of going back and forth. It's like... Well, there are 105 animatronics and you're whizzing by them on G-Wiz forces. That's true. You're not going to see that. That's true. And it's the 1980s. I mean, I don't know how 
I don't think animatronic technology has advanced that much because like we got the internet and everybody dropped everything they were doing. That's true. It is impressive for the time, but this is weird to me. This is a 1944 movie, Splash Mountain. Uh, you mean Song of the South? Yes, so, sorry, Song of the South. Now, did people in the 80s watch 40-year-old movies? I think they did. I th- you know what I think it was? It was like a cable TV thing. When cable TV became like a thing, channels were like, Hey, we need content. Uh-huh. Let's license all this old stuff. And obviously the Disney Channel was a thing. And that was long before Disney was embarrassed by Song of the South. Yeah. And I showed mean, it apparently. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, man. it is. <laughs> not our not our arena. Yeah. The elephant in the room. Yeah. The elephant in the briar patch. It was just funny to me that Disney decided to make a ride based on a 40-year-old movie. And then get and then got renowned Ernest- daredevil <laughs> Ernest P. Worrell to be the the uh, spokesman splash. That part makes more sense to me though. In that it makes no sense. Yes, I mean to, Splash Mountain has has endured, Dave. Oh sure, you. I think you could make a very compelling argument that Splash Mountain is more famous or more well known than Song of the South is. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And Let's talk about Skip Binkman some more. Got the further comedy stylings of <laughs> Skip Binkman. I mean, we can't get it off of Skip Binkman. It's I weird because at some point, when when Skip Binkman dropped the clipboard. Like, Ralph Story was like, oh, um, Skip Binkman's reports are never dull. Oh, I'm being told he'll be back later. And I was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we wouldn't. You know what? I think I secretly love Skip Binkman. I think so, too. I think we love to hate Skip Binkman. (laughs) We love to rag on him like the little brother with the mustache. Yeah. We love you, Skip. Yep. (laughs) Don't know if I'll ever be able to say your name with a straight face, but... Here we are. Skip Bigman. This time, Skip Bigman is just talking about how Ernest is still on his way. Honestly, I wasn't even listening at this point. Yeah. What I was watching was that Skip is reporting, sitting awkwardly on a bench in front of Splash Mountain reporting, and then a kid just walks up to him <laughs> and stares at him. Yep. And then people just start filling the frame like he was covered in honey that and they were bees or something. Yeah. And then a guy, and then a random tourist stops to take a picture of him. He like, poses in a very funny way. It's really awkward. In yeah. a good way. He did a good job being awkward. He did. Because his knees are together. Kudos to you, Skip Binkman. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm starting to... <laughs> hey, we're coming, over the course of this, we're, he's growing on us. We're coming, he's coming around. <laughs> we're coming around to Skip Binkman. <laughs> Skip Binkman, my one true hero. <laughs> Besides Ernest P. Worrell. Oh, sure. Ernest, by the way, they're like, oh, I think Ernest is coming now. Yes, he's finally leaving Nashville, Tennessee to go to California. He'll be here in a few minutes because of hyperspace. The car's all gassed up, so let's load up the shuttle and head for the puddle. The Splash Mountain liftoff is A-OK, all systems go, and T-minus. Ernest um, drives his car up. Correction, he drives Vern's car up. Does he drive Vern's car? Isn't it Vern's car? You know what? I think we can assume it is Vern's car. Right. Drives up, gets out of the car, and this is also an ad gag mm-hmm. where he talks about, he, he's like, hey, oh, Vern. Oh, I know what you're getting to. Yeah, he's like, hey, Vern, like, it's time for us to go to Disneyland. He has, like, he takes some sunglasses off or something, like he's this Miami Bison he, it. Yeah, he, he, uh, this is where Ernest is like, put on your long pants and musk oil, which made <laughs> me think, like, does Vern not wear long pants usually? I mean, I don't know. He he's he's outdoors shorts? a lot. Yeah, possibly. Hmm. Maybe Vern has no legs. Maybe that's why he doesn't stop <laughs> Ernest from wreaking havoc upon all I of his household objects. That. Well, sort of. Sort of. I didn't go that far. In a cursory manner. I suggested he was in a wheelchair, not that he had no Maybe legs. Maybe Vern is a ball of light that floats. <laughs> <laughs> Vern is like a battery's not included robot. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that movie. Oh my god, what if Vern is just. Vern, he's an alien. Vern he's the is great the star Kazoo. child. 
Hello, Dum Dum. Oh, Vern, who are you? I think Ernest goes to Splash Mountain broke us. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. This is a bit of an anomaly. This is a bit of an oddity. I, but I don't know how to process we went into it. My this, brain is trying really hard to make this make sense. We went into this and I was like, I don't know how we're going to be able to say much about this thing. And yet here we are still going. So what you're getting at with the musk oil and the long pants is that Ernest then like insinuates oh, yeah. that like he does like the little, um, it's almost similar to the, uh, the please and thank you song, butt wiggle. Yeah, he says. So why don't you run in the house and get on some of them long pants and some of that musk oil and you and i will go to disneyland and find us some action (laughs) let's basically go pick up chicks well he's okay the thing is that this is a gag that is in the ads where Vern's like yeah put on some long pants we'll go find us some action but in this case he's talking about disneyland yeah so what kind of action does ernest expect to find at disneyland oh there was a cute mom on the top of the the splash mountain ride that i pointed out is that a calendar? You know what? I w- you could think like, oh, maybe he's talking about like theme park action, roller coasters, but he does do the it's, gyrating. It's suggestive, yeah, yes. Yeah, he, he does a little hip action. Correct. That suggests. What does it suggest, Aaron? It suggests that um, we need to go to Splash Mountain. <laughs> it suggests that Vern's car rolls away while he's saying this. Yes, it does. And then, you know. I feel like a lot of times what happens with Ad Ernest especially is that, quote unquote, things will happen yeah. to Vern's property yeah. and it's just sort of never brought up. But in this, someone asks like, oh, hey, Ernest, where's Vern? <laughs> and he's like, oh, he couldn't make it. Like some, something <laughs> happened to his car. Just yeah. like Ernest goes to Disneyland, gets there in record time. Mm. I, he took a rocket ship to <laughs> Disneyland. He took a subspace portal. <laughs> and... <laughs> as the entourage makes its way down Main Street. It's absolute chaos here as all the fans have come out to wish him well. This actually, I think, got you a little choked up, Dave, that Ernest has so many adoring fans at Disney it, it, World. It was nice. I was like, yay, he's getting his due. <laughs> yeah. They're because hoisting him always, up. They're yeah. holding signs. They've got his face. Yeah, because Ernest is always getting, you know, put down and no one appreciates him. Well, it's just like when he does get appreciated, it's by a select one few. One woman. Yeah. <laughs> one woman will appreciate the <laughs> just like, the I'm world. proud of you. In a platonic way. Yes. You guys can't see it, but Aaron is just like doing like a, a there there sort of pat <laughs> on a, an invisible uh, silhouette of Ernest. He's being carried on the shoulders of his many adoring fans. It's nice to see other people celebrating Ernest the way it we is, do every other yeah, week. Yeah, if we if we he were here, we would carry him around on our Absolutely. Shoulders. I would pick him up, bring we could bring him down, get some ice cream. It'll be like a bar mitzvah every day. Correct. It was really nice to see that too. It's nice to see Ernest getting the recognition that he feels he deserves and we know he deserves. Oh yeah. But then he says, just set me down anywhere and they all drop him because you I'm not sure why. I feel like a lot of the extras in this have like they're moody maybe they, that that sort of like meanness to their like joke things i think it's one of those things where dave if you're a celebrity they will chew you up and spit you out you know the next big thing walks by and that's it but w- when they drop him they are concerned at that point it's that, an that point doesn't bother me that point doesn't bother it's an accident me. Yeah, yeah yeah they're like oh no we dropped Ernest. all the character like there's people in song of the south costumes and also just regular park attendees with earnest faces on sticks yes looking down at him with concern and then marjorie hastings hardwick comes and interviews Ernest. he gets up and she asks him like mr worrell oh you can call me 
Ernest or Knucklehead or Big Guy. <laughs> okay, Knucklehead. And you got upset. I think it stands out more because there are all these Ernest fans there. It's like, you guys are fans. <laughs> she, like this... He gave her the option. And she's not a fan. She's just a reporter. Yeah, well. I think Marjorie Hastings Hardwick is trying to be a little cute. But her delivery is a little too dry for the playfulness to come through. Sure. But this is weird. It's it. We see Ernest interviewed yes. as if he's a celebrity yes. by a news reporter. It's weird. I mean, news reporter is maybe overstating it a bit also. Sure. She's a Splash, Splash Mountain, Mountain correspondent. news correspondent. But one day, Dave. One I, day she'll hit well, the big story. She'll be in a better she'll job. She'll be Ralph's story. <laughs> one day I'm going to have that red telephone. <laughs> but... But it's cute. She, she's like, are you ready for today? It's a big event. And he's like, yeah, what is it? Aw. <laughs> <laughs> I missed I miss that. That's funny. I really do think it is It is just because people are celebrating Ernest in a very overt way. And I think that makes the gags that involve physical belittling injury him. and be- belittling him. I think it causes it to oh, have... It's a bit of a it's contradiction. More of a, it's, well, it's, it's contradictory, but it, it also causes there to be more contrast. Yes. Normally, it's like Ernest is like, you know, mid-range and then people uh, belittling him. But when it's like Ernest is like being super celebrated and then people booting him like it's. Well, again, as long as it's Splash Mountain correspondent Marjorie Hastings Hardwick, I can believe it. Sure. She's probably interviewed like Neil Armstrong and Alan Shepard. And now she's like, who? When Ralph's story does compare Ernest to both of those men. Well, yes. I mean, uh, rightly correct, so. Correctly, yes. But Ernest is very, very confident. Mm-hmm. And she asks him like. Now tell me, is your famous friend Vern here today? No, Vern couldn't make it today. Uh, somebody foolishly drove a car into his kitchen, so he had to stay and clean up. Couldn't make it. Somebody foolishly drove a, drove a car. <laughs> that made that, me laugh, too. This, that is it, in a nutshell. Yep. You know, Dave, I think when Ernest is belittled and put down mm-hmm. in the ad world, it's kind of okay because you know he deserves that a little bit because of what he puts Vern through. Correct, correct. So it's okay there in the movies where he's just he doesn't do anything wrong and they're mean to him. You're like, oh, yeah. why? But it's great because then he looks into the camera and he's like... Oh, he says Vern's watching at home. But he's got a nice TV with a little screen and he's watching. Hey, Vern. I I just imagine Vern at home like sweeping up the the destruction of his kitchen with like a tiny like five inch screen. That's just entirely Ernest's face. (laughs) It's just like, hey, Vern. And then he says you should be here. Uh, Vern, I haven't seen the mouse yet. But I've seen Adventureland and Fantasyland and Frontierland. Vern, you'd love it. You ought to be here. Yeah, that was... Screw you, Ernest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. And then he marches off yeah. to fate. Yep. And everyone cheers for him, and he actually looks a little bit... He looks, like, not embarrassed, but choked up a little bit. Yeah. The same face when he has to say goodbye to Harmony. He's like, oh, yep. people yep. are... And some very weird, creepy guy is like, all right, let's go, Ernest! There's always, like, a creepy guy in the I don't know who that guy scenes. is. He, he's sort of, like, hovering over... There's always over... a guy that's too close to the person, yeah. the main person in the shot. He's, like, hovering over uh, Marjorie, Marjorie Hastings, Hastings Hardwick. Hardwick. And off he goes to Splash Mountain. And this is it, Dave. This is Ernest riding Splash Mountain. His assault on the mountain. Assault on the mountain. Here he comes, and this crowd is ready for him. He actually, he comes out with like two women. He comes out with a woman on each arm. Oh, you're right. The Splash Mountainettes. Yeah. <laughs> like, and they're just. I won't ask how they got those names. They walk him out and then there's like a Splash Mountaineer too. Mm-hmm. There's like a guy behind him and people in costumes. There's this big to-do and this giant crowd watching Ernest get into this log. Yeah. And then Ernest says something like, Somebody call me a log. You're a log. 
Uh, and I'm like, oh, the 1980s. <laughs> Is someone going to take their finger and like rotate it next to their head to insinuate craziness next? And, what are some other dad jokes we like, can throw in here? That's lame. Yeah. In a reversal, the crowd does the bad joke. Then Ernest, the way he gets in the log is Ernest with his bravado. He gets in the log by just like lying across it and crossing his legs. Yeah, he's very, he looks very relaxed. <laughs> he like does a Miss America wave as it goes <laughs> away. Does. And there's these, the best part is there's these two little girls just staring down at him as he waves. They kind of look really <laughs> they concerned. They look extremely concerned. Yeah. <laughs> Like Who is this cartoon man? Six. Yeah. <laughs> and he floats away. He does. And, you know, I, I really, really do enjoy all the bobbing Ernest faces on sticks. It's a little bit like, disquieting, but it's also... How surreal is yeah. that for an actor to, like, be surrounded? And not even by just your face, but, like, your, your face, face doing stick. a crazy expression. <laughs> Uh, it's got to be surreal. Can we sidebar about that crazy expression for a second? Sure. Because you're wh- talking about the earnest mask that everyone has on a stick. Is, is we'll Ernest's post a picture of it if you don't smile. know what we're talking about. You sh- I'm sure you've seen it. It's, you can it's print been around. it out. Yeah. But so when they cut back and forth to commercial, it's always like, we'll be right back with Ernest goes to Splash Mountain. It's like Ernest goes to Splash Mountain and his head next with like to the, it. With the most it's low like budge. Super, the most low budge. It's um, superimposed, Dave. They call them supers. They do. <laughs> uh, it's like the most low budget, like local cable tv like yep. titling like no like someone yep. spent like five seconds on it yep. <laughs> but like Ernest's head from those masks is next to it uh-huh. and at one of the commercial breaks the face winks it's, it's terrifying it's so you know what it is it's, it's just it's the that, eye closing it doesn't even wink it slowly closes and it's, it's and like very it's opens. like it was not done by an animator no. because it's like all right we need eight frames for this uh, eye blink it what it is essentially is the menu for the wacky adventures of Ernest, where he's like that's a really, terrifying weird, menu. really oh, weirdly uh, um i you should get that but i'm so sorry about that dvd menu it's it's very and especially now that uh no let's not even go no, there, you know, let's not go there yeah <laughs> He's it's upsetting. Yes. Anyway, so Ernest is on Splash Mountain. He's uh he's log- America's first splashtronaut. In in the pantheon of splashtronauts that we now have to celebrate, Ernest was the the pioneer. He's inside and he's like What's this, Bonnie? It, it looks like some kind of underground kingdom. Look at all the little critters. Because I guess he knows Vern is watching. He's still talking it, to Vern. When we were watching this, when he said one of those Vern asides, you were just like, Vern's not there, dear. I said, sweetie. Sorry. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Relax. I was like, Vern's not there, sweetie. And you're like, no, he's watching. That's fair. Yeah, sure, he is. But it's great because- <laughs> Tiny TV. I do like that Ernest is really fitting for a Disneyland promo because he's like, wow, Vern. You never would have thought looking at this place that all of this lived underneath, would you? Look at all the little critters. You know, and, and like, he it's, is actually... excited about product. Ernest, excited about product. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's exactly that's all what's you need. Yep. Yeah, he is. He's a really great salesman. It's, you, he believes in the product. In and this he gets case, you to believe it, sure. The critters in Critter Country, Underground Splash Mountain. Now, I mean, just like talking about like Splash Mountain itself, like Ernest talks about a lot of things that I don't even remember being. All I remember of Splash Mountain is the log flume. That's all anyone remembers is Splash Mountain. So I do remember the animatronics, though. It's really surreal and weird, not only to have Ernest like pitching this thing in like his ad sort of guise, but also be pitching parts of this thing that are like the least memorable part. Well, I guess that makes sense then, because it's like it is. this is the part that no one's gonna remember. <laughs> yeah. Let's have Ernest really talk about this. 
Well, yeah, I mean, but again, this is the beginning of Splash Mountain. Sure. You know, I mean, the ride can't just be one flume drop. No, I suppose not. Five seconds long. There's a weird part where uh, Cameron Crow Chronometer, whatever his name is. Cameron Cronemeyer. <laughs> he says something about like Ernest is surprised by. Oh, okay. He announces something that's going to happen. Oh, the first drop. He announces the yeah, first so, drop. Yeah, he goes. And then Ernest Cameron's is... like, yeah, the first drop is happening. And then Ernest is like, drop, drop, like, like what? Like, you mean like fall? Yeah. And like. But then it cuts back to Cameron. He's like, oh, it seems like Ernest was surprised by that drop. And it's like, well, no, he's not. You just just told him about it. I don't think he was surprised by the drop. I think he was surprised by the severity of it and how it made him feel. All right. He was surprised that the drop got the drop on him. Cameron Chronometer's reporting style style leaves something to be desired. (laughs) Yes. Well, Ernest is surprised that he found it unpleasant. He thought he was going to waltz in there and be completely unfazed by Splash Mountain. And he wasn't. Hubris, Dave. That's uh, Greek. That's Ernest's. <laughs> I mean, it's all Greek to me. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Ernest's downfall. Yeah, so. that is his main downfall. It, it's classic. Oh, sure. Classic. Yeah. He actually finds the first drop so upsetting, and it's a small drop. He finds it so upsetting that he takes out like a ventilator mask. Yeah. And takes and starts taking starts his taking pulse. Taking his own pulse. Yeah. As his log floats by Skip Binkman, who is waiting for him to appear so he can, like, have a two-second interview, I guess, as he floats by. But Skip being Skip completely misses his opportunity to participate in this historic event. Yeah. He misses his chance to interview Ernest because there's a five-second window and it passes as Skip is saying, I think, how proud he is to be part of it. You know, to be fair, Skip Binkman is giving props to the other people in his industry, all the, the behind-the-scenes folks. I'd like folks. to thank yeah, yeah. Shelly and marketing. So, yeah. Well, he, he says he's proud to report it to us, John Q. Citizen. That's true. And Jane Q. Citizen. Yeah, seriously, Skip. I mean, that's... That's Skip Binkman for you. I know. I do feel a little bit bad for Skip missing his <laughs> one big shot. After after we finish all of the Ernest films, can we do Skip Binkman Goes to Podcast? No. We all know Skip Binkman's not going anywhere. Oh. <laughs> his clipboard goes further than he does. He does? <laughs> Dave, it's time for the big drop. You know, I'm genuinely surprised by how much we've had to say about this, <laughs> this stupid TV special. <laughs> Ernest is in it, and That's when true. Ernest is there, he he inspires he a lot elevates, of questions. He elevates the material. Ele- he does, certainly does. Yes, absolutely. He so adds the big layers drop. and layers. Um, this is what we've been all waiting for. Oh, sure. This is what I was waiting for. It's kind of beautiful because there's got they've got the mounting tension music that do 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 as he yep. approaches the top, and Ernest is being typically cavalier about it, just being like. Wish I'd brought a book. He yawns and he goes, "Wish I'd brought a book." Yeah, I will say one thing about this. Uh, he doesn't really learn, does he? No. He literally just had a ventilator for a small drop. Maybe that's part of why each Ernest is also a different universe, because if he learned yeah, or the way that he does learn in each movie, movies. yeah, it would be like, well, that's it. He can't, there's no, he's not going to make these. But in talking about him wanting to bring a book, it made me think about all those staged photos that people do where they bring like a chess set to Splash Mountain oh, and like yeah, have yeah. all the pieces glued. I wish we had a photo of Ernest and Splash Mountain. Well, what it made me think was we have to go to Splash Mountain. With Ernest masks. No, I was going to say dressed as Ernest. Yes. Get on Splash Mountain <laughs> and take the photo. Yeah. That has to happen. You heard it here first, listeners. We got to do a few things dressed as Ernest, I think. Oh, yeah. Comic Con. I thought about it. I can be baby Ernest. Hey, Vern. <laughs> you can be Vern, actually. I want to be Ernest. You wear a camera on your head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain is just... We are loopy. I don't understand what to make High on Ernest ads, drunk on Ernest Splash Mountain. Correct. But sober in every other sense. The big drop. 
Yes. There's a big build up to that too. All the all the extras and the people in Splash Mountain costumes cover their eyes. Right. Cameron Cronemeyer warns us that we might want to avert our eyes from the screen because they don't know if Ernest is going to survive. This is the first time that a human has tested Splash Mountain. He could die right now. Sure. The slow Despite his intense daredevil training. I mean, I know they got somebody that was unbreakable, but there's always a first time for everything. Splash Mountain could be the thing that does him in. It's the thing that did us in, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. But I do appreciate, I did enjoy his scream from the first drop because his mouth becomes a triangle. You know, you've described it as that before. And when I heard that scream, we couldn't actually see his face the first time. Uh, but you pictured but it. But I, I immediately pictured <laughs> triangle mouth. Uh, I'm Jim so Brown, happy we have elastic that. mouth. Yep. God bless him. Yep. He comes over the top mm-hmm. and it's extremely satisfying slow motion. Oh, yeah. That I at first thought was a dummy, but then I, as it became closer, I was like, oh, no, it actually is Jim Barney frozen in terror. <laughs> <laughs> they cut back to the frontal view and his mouth stretches into that shape. Yep. It's satisfying. Oh, yeah. It really is. And there's the wacky, upsetting, like Willy Wonka crazy tunnel version of the splash mo- of Wizzippity Doodah. Yeah, and some stuff happens there that I don't really understand. Like, Ernest's hair turns white well first his shirt fly like there's an extreme close-up of him screaming and his shirt i think is flown up because you see it's all All right relax what i just wanted them to cut wide (laughs) what (laughs) and then you you're thinking about once he gets back into the tunnel like he's still screaming and his hair starts flashing into like albert einstein yeah, yeah. something like I don't, his I don't hair know turns what's... white and sticks out and flashes it's a very 80s idea it is odd yeah and then it's over dave yeah Ernest gets out of splash mountain and i feel like they are it's all worth it for the shot of Ernest being pulled out of the log he's pulled the he... the side handrails <laughs> loose he's... and he's just sort of shaking well, he's holding the log comes in they're mm-hmm. all waiting for it they're like maybe he's dead because skip is like where is he i don't see him and then cameron's like i don't see the log either and skip's like oh no well, doesn't maybe Cameron doesn't Cameron say earlier? Well, he doesn't say maybe he's dead. Well, he, said, well, he says something to that effect. He implies it, yeah. But doesn't Cameron say something earlier like, oh, if, if Ernest can pull this oh, off, yeah, yeah. he will become part of Splash Mountain history. And if he can't, he'll just become part of the mountain. Back to you, Ralph. Back to you, Ralph. <laughs> yeah, Ralph's yeah. on the phone. So they think he might. this might have happened. Yeah. And they're okay with that because Disney can pay those legal. Oh, yeah. He, he, they can pay off Edna. Yeah. And it's fine. All the world kids are going to college. <laughs> But, braces but the log rolls in or it floats in and Ernest well Ernest comes out of the log and I imme- no he doesn't come out of the log he is pulled oh, out of the log he's pulled out of the log and I immediately was was reminded of the passenger from Ernest Saves Christmas that's what he is he's who, completely catatonic because I said to you he was thrilled to death <laughs> but the but the guy in the cab did not make the face that Jim Barney makes no but which is I don't even know how it looks like all the skin of his face has been pushed back yeah. by wind yeah. but it's just Jim Barney it's those G Wiz forces his face is, he sucked his cheeks in. It just looks like all the air has been sucked out of him. Well, you know, from an ad perspective, I actually really appreciated this part of Ernest's performance too. Uh. Because when I was a kid, one of my friend's dads was a cop and he's like this big kind of like intimidating guy. And when we would go to like uh, like carnivals or like theme parks and like go to like the fun house, <laughs> we, when we would come out, his dad would always like pretend to be like really shaken and like really freak out people who were waiting in line. <laughs> oh, that's great. So I felt like Ernest was kind of doing a version of that where he was just oh, like, yeah. he was selling the crap out of like how intense <laughs> Splash Mountain was. He's lying stiff as a board at the bottom. They pull him out. His hands are still gripping the bars yes. and it, they just come out with him. Yep. 
And then he staggers over to Cameron Cronemeyer. Yes. Who asks him, I think, how it went, and he just, he, he gives some incoherent sounds. How was it, Ernest? Nah, 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 uh, Ernest, you appear somewhat shaken. How do you feel? Nah. Yeah, he, he just sort of stammers for a while, and then he, he says... Goes, blah, blah, blah. He says something to the effect of... Well, then Cameron asks him if he would recommend Splash Mountain, and this is when... This is bizarre. Ernest spoke, and then I turned to you. I said, what did he say? He said words. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, basically what he says is... I'd recommend Splash Mountain to anyone. Things like Splash Mountain keep you young. That and blood transfusions and organ transplants and cosmetic surgery. I feel great. What is he talking about? Is this, is this, wait, is this good or bad? Is this a plug for Splash Mountain or is it? I mean, isn't that always the question with Ad Ernest? It's like (laughs) his reactions are like, is this really, is this really selling the product in the way that you would want it to as a client? More than that, it also reminds me of like his Vietnam speech where he just sort of like goes through all these like, dark grisly things where he's, he's like oh shrapnel but then <laughs> but then there's like there's like a little bit of a joke to it where it's like oh wet socks but do you think he's had blood transfusions and cosmetic surgery in this case is this a positive think, comparison i don't is he think positively he has comparing? i think he is saying insane things to hide emotion and to hide he's just talking the pain of what he just experienced <laughs> is this a positive comparison uh, things like mm, splash mountain keep you young like blood transfusions and organ transplants it's a weird joke and cosmetic surgery it's a very weird how joke how is splash mountain like cosmetic surgery Ernest? wait i know this one um <laughs> they both pull, they both your, pull face your face back, back. <laughs> yep <laughs> good night everyone it's good to see you. Thanks for coming. I forgot to tell everyone that Ernest Goes to Podcast is recorded before a live studio audience. Uh, so Ernest is shaken. And then I I guess he faints. He does. He does. Yeah. He doesn't faint so much as he is stiff and he just falls. Yeah. So there you have it from here. And then and then the crowd right. the walks crowd over him. The crowd tries to get on the ride, step on him. Well, now it's safe. We've we've determined that it's safe. Because human cartoon Ernest P. Worrell made it through the ride and Therefore, we'll survive for sure. Sure. I feel like there's a flaw in this logic. There is. It should actually be the opposite. If we can survive, then a then, cartoon. Yeah. We've talked about the inconsistencies of sort of like how Ernest is treated or how mm-hmm. people think of him. Well. One, one thing that comes to mind is like the sign falling on him at the end of camp. And then someone says, oh, at least nobody got hurt. Yeah, we care about Ernest, but then we don't. Yeah, it's like it seems contradictory. It's like all of these people like, here, they're all like Ernest's biggest fans. Yay, we've got signs. We've got masks. And then like as they okay, as well, they leave to go into Splash Mountain, they step on him. Yeah, well, that's... I know it's scripted as a joke, but it's just like, is that funny? I don't know. I would argue that it is funny. Uh, I'm just like, I mean, uh-huh. it's because it's funny to see Ernest get hurt. But yeah, they step on him. They literally step... They, people are stepping on Jim Varney. Oh, yeah. It's just like getting off the bus in camp. Jeez. And that's why I said it, it seemed like Jim Varney had like good core strength. Oh, yeah. Indeed. Uh, well, what else is there to anyway, say about uh, Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain? Well, David. You know, it, it almost sounds like a joke title. It's like if someone was to name... It is literally that. It's, it's like if someone was to name like, oh yeah, all those Ernest movies. Like Ernest Goes to Camp, Ernest Goes to School, Ernest Goes to, I don't know, Splash it's Mountain. It's real. Yeah. 
those are all real. Yeah. Um, I mean, we the last thing we see of Ernest is, you know, after everything's gone great, and there's a little, like, during the credit sequence of Ernest back at home with Vern. Right. Having a party all by his lonesome with Vern. Yep. Talking about how he invited all the Imagineers to come celebrate with him, but they... But they said that today's the day they like to watch the big truck empty all the dumpsters out back. It's like, it's like the... Uh... The weird equivalent of, like, I have to wash my hair that night. I'm washing, yes. I have a laundry in the oven. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's one of those things where Ernest, he says this, and then he kind of thinks about it. Like, he makes his thinking face, which is his mouth is open, and his eyes are closed, and he looks off into the distance as he thinks about this. And I feel like he's almost there. He's almost gotten to the correct conclusion. He's like 90% of the way there. 90% of the way there. But then I don't think it's because he's stupid. We know he's not. I think it's because he doesn't want to experience the pain of the truth. Yes. So he backs away from it. It's uh, voluntarily. He's, yeah, he's um, he's suppressing. He suppresses a lot. so much. He goes, "I'm not going to think about how Imagineers don't want to hang out with me." Right. I'm going to choose to bob for water. Yeah, and then the bobbing for water gag makes its triumphant return, <laughs> and you know, is is really appropriate Adorable. for the end of a. Uh, Splash Mountain. Yeah, this insane cockamamie thing where <laughs> Ernest, as a full-bodied human, is literally bobbing for water in a log flume at Disneyland. <laughs> what is this thing that we just watched? <laughs> it's all part of the journey that Ernest is taking us on. Any way you want And it. sometimes the journey is a big destination, and sometimes it's a little sweet little bed and breakfast on the side of the road owned by an elderly couple with two dead sons. And I feel like that's what Splash Mountain is. You know, the Ernest journey is a highway, but this is a this is a pit stop. I think. Yeah, it's it's so weird that this exists. I, I can't. But even... I'm so happy this exists. It's, it's and a I nice... think that's what I said when I found it. I said I'm so happy that this exists. Why not? Why shouldn't Ernest go to Disneyland and be carried on the shoulders of adoring yes. fans? It's nice that this exists, if only for that. If yes. only to have a record of that for the ages, where someone at some point in time was like, "Yes, Ernest." We adore you. <laughs> Ernest Visibly. is great. Yes. And, you know, like, Dave, they keep talking about how Ernest will make the history books by being the first person to ride Splash Mountain. But I think Splash... Who's writing those history books? <sighs> I don't know, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> but, like, they talk about how Ernest is going to make history. And even in the beginning, Ernest says, Hey, Vern, I forgot to talk about the part where he wakes up Vern to set his alarm. He does. He does, like, the, uh, the wake-up gag, yeah. He's like, hey, Vern, sorry, I was just setting your alarm because I'm going to make history. I'm going to be in the history books on, on top of, I'm going to be in the multiple choice section along with along with the word, like, tex- textiles. Oh, yeah, along with textiles and uh, all of the above. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, they talk about how Ernest is going to be in the history books, and yet it seems that Splash Mountain is more enduring than the memory of Ernest in Disneyland. Yeah, like, that's, I would, I that's went true. to Disney World and I didn't see Ernest anywhere. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. There... <sighs> I feel like I have very vague memories of something about Ernest at... Well, I've never been to Disneyland, but at Disney World, I feel like... Disney World? Uh, I feel like there's... <laughs> I think I saw on YouTube some attraction where they flashed his face for a second. That's exactly what it is. Yes. Yeah, yes. Uh, it's, we'll have to link it's, that. Um, what is it? Wait, I know this. I know it's this. It's a presentation, and for a second, they show Ernest. Give me one second. Um, It's... Cranium Command. Ah, it's that ride where you're inside the kid's head, and I don't remember why. Wait, is he using an example of dumb people? I think he is. Dang it! Damn it, Disney! 
I know. He's a genius. And it's that same face again. It's the Bless mask face. his heart. Yep. I think there should be a statue erected of Ernest in Disney World. Oh, most certainly. Or Disneyland. Oh, right yeah. next to Splash Mountain, if possible. But they, what, he should be there. Why is there not a statue of Ernest in Disneyland? We can start a petition right we now. We have to start a Listeners, petition right now. This is going to happen. Yeah. There must be a statue of Ernest erected somewhere. I don't even care if it's Disneyland, but it should be Disneyland. It should be on the Disney dollar. Oh, yeah. For sure. What else can you really say about this? It's an odd entry in the Ernest canon. It's another one of those weird sort of in-between lands that it, it, not quite ad Ernest, but not quite film Ernest. Although I do like your uh, headcanon of ad Ernest playing film Ernest. I mean, I think that's what's being presented to us in this. I think you're being very generous. I don't think so. They're they're treating him like a celebrity. For what? I think we can infer that from what we've seen. I don't yes. know that that was their intention. I think that's uh, I think that's way more clever than this is. <laughs> I just okay, honestly, yeah. Well, you know, I think that's what they were implying. Sure. We, I th- think when we bring Ernest out to little kids, they're like, "Hey, remember it's him from the movies," and he's like, "Yeah, it's me, Ernest." I think right. that's what's going on. Uh, yes, it's an odd entry into the Ernest canon, but uh, I still enjoyed it because. Ernest was in it, and it's kind of hard to, you know. Ernest was in it. He was happy. He screamed. His mouth became a triangle. You know, I think it's nothing is going to top Christmas for me. So I think it's actually, I think it's actually good that we went and sort of took this, um, little detour, this guestless detour to uh, something else. Because how do you, how do you follow like the virtuoso? You can't. So you you just need to take a step to the side and see what else is out there. It's going to be a strange winding journey. So I mean, that's if we ourselves take after Ernest, we can't just go from point A to point B straight line. We have to take the strange winding journey out That's to the side exactly and right. then eventually make it to point B. Eventually we'll make it to point A. To point E. All right. Well, listeners, I hope you enjoyed our ride down Splash Mountain with Ernest P. Worrell, renowned daredevil and ride tester. Correct. That's the best job. But yeah, check it out on YouTube. Um, we'll put links. We'll put the links to that and the Cranium Command part that insults Ernest. I dare you to not lose your mind as you watch this. <laughs> It's the strangest thing. It's adorable. It is also that. I even, you know what? Even God bless Skip Binkman. Skip Binkman, my God one true hero. Him. And uh, cheers, Ralph Story. And I hope that whoever was on the other end of that red phone was giving you some great news. <laughs> Who's the commissioner? <laughs> the Ralph signal. There's a. There's a... <laughs> we have to end this. We have to end this. Let's get out of here. All right. Goodbye, listeners. Thank you so much for listening. Check out our Facebook page. Check out our Twitter. You can follow us on Tumblr, all of the social medias. But please do like us on Facebook and please rate and review our podcast on iTunes. Oh, yeah. Subscribe. Um, Ratings really help and reviews really help and make our day. And thank you so much for joining us this far. Yep, and we'll be back next time with another Ernest Extra. And then what's uh, what's the next uh, sort of longer entry we'll be doing? Hey, Bird! Oh, that's right, the TV show. The Emmy Award-winning TV An show. An Emmy Award-winning TV show I is can't next, wait. Dave. I that's can't wait. That's going to be great. Cool. Well, take care, everybody. We'll see you then. Viva LaVarney! Viva LaVarney!